Hey mama, I brought a beautiful woman on the show today who has three permission slips that she wants to give her fellow moms. Chris Rice is the founder of Deconstructing Wellness, and she empowers high-achieving mamas to prioritize their wellness without feeling like they have to spend three hours a day meditating. Hallelujah. In this episode, we are going to talk about overall wellness, and I'd like to share a perspective that she had emailed to me before we recorded In her own words, she said, despite the pandemic moving high-performing women from the boardroom to the kitchen table, for many of them, this doesn't mean downtime. It most likely means pushing to achieve even more with kids and partners being at home while still exceeding in their roles at work. Now that it has been months of the quote-unquote new normal, many of us are struggling to keep it all together. She says, sometimes we just need someone else to tell us that it's okay, that we're not failures because we want to slow down or pause for a minute. My vision is to take this opportunity that we have to reset, and I want to issue these women a permission slip, the permission to say yes, use this time wisely and productively, and to also indulge in themselves, a luxury they don't likely make much time for. Oh, this is so good and it feels so refreshing. And this is exactly why I brought her on the show today. Chris is here to help you free yourself of self-imposed guilt, shame, and judgment. In her own words, to finally feel a sense of acceptance, to slow down, recharge, and give back to themselves the way they do to others every single day. The three key areas that Chris would like to invite you to be flexible in are the permission to shift your morning routine, permission to repurpose your time. According to Chris, not everything has to be go, go, go all the time. It is okay to pick up a new hobby that has nothing to do with career success and permission to feel the feels. Chris says that once we've moved through our feelings, not making them wrong, then we can look toward how we can shift positively. If you like what you've heard so far, you are in for a feel-good episode today, and I hope you enjoy our chat. This is the Motivation for Mom show, a personal development podcast for moms, hosted by certified life coach and fellow mama, Sarah Munder. Each week, Sarah will bring you motivation, inspiration, and personal empowerment to help you show up even stronger for your family and be the mom and woman you were meant to be. You sacrifice so much of yourself every day, and it's time to take at least a few minutes and invest this time into nurturing yourself and filling your soul. You are worthy and you deserve it. Ready, Mama? Before we dive into today's episode, I'd like to invite you to grab your copy of The Mama Miracle, a worksheet I created to help you start your day with clarity and intention. Whenever you need a miracle in your life, you can turn to The Mama Miracle to help you get crystal clear on what you want to create and manifest in your life. The Mama Miracle ebook and worksheet was originally one of my best-selling products, but I'm giving it to you, my friend, for absolutely free. Just go to themamamiracle.com 
put in your name and best email address and I'll email it over to you right away so you can print it out and fill it out as many times as you need to. You have more power than you think and sometimes you just need some clarity on what exactly you want and need. So go get your copy of The Mama Miracle for free at themama, that's M-A-M-A, miracle.com. Now, go enjoy the episode. Welcome back to this week's episode of Motivation for Moms. I am here with the amazing Chris Rice, who is just adorable, by the way. Chris, thank you for coming on the show, and um, I just cannot wait to talk about the three permission slips that I will let you introduce them and explain what they are, but you have three permission slips you want to give moms today. So why don't we just start off by you introduce yourself, who you are, who your mom to, <laughs> what you do, and how you help, who you help. Love it. Well, first off, thank you, Sarah, for it's been so fun connecting and I'm really excited to be here today. So thank you. Um, like you said, my name is Chris Rice and I created a company called Deconstructing Wellness and it's my passion project that I work on. So in, I do have two littles. I have two little girls, um, Sophie and Hadley. They are five and eight. And so they were kind of the impetus to the company because I had to figure out a way to balance my wellness while taking care of them and having a career and trying to fit all the things in. So um, it really started from that, from my own wellness journey. And now I just really have a passion and a calling for trying to help other moms simplify wellness and really make it achievable for them so that we can feel good and give back to ourselves. Oh, I love that. This is just, you are talking our language for the Motivation for Mom show because all of our need, all of our listeners need what you do and how you help us. So let me just start by asking you this. What is wellness? Because I think that that term is thrown around a lot mm -hmm. and especially like holistic wellness. Like, can you just kind of define what that is and how you help moms get more of that? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So to me, holistic wellness means the full picture of, of our well-being, of our health. So I kind of use health and um, wellness sort of interchangeably because I agree wellness is used way too often. <laughs> so, um, but I, to me, the holistic picture really comes in in thinking of how we feed our body, how we move our body, how we feed our mind and really provide ourselves with spiritual practices, however that looks for us. So sort of that full picture, including even the people that, you know, we surround ourselves by, the community that we keep, and, and how do all those pieces contribute to us feeling good or needing some support? Oh, that's so beautiful. When I think about all these pieces of my life that I'm constantly trying to balance and like get right in just the right amount of like the right of my, mix. Yeah. Like the right combination of my relaxation with pursuing my career, with keeping the house clean, with exercise, with all these different aspects that we're always trying to juggle in mm -hmm. our life. And like I have my method of do it, but what, doing it, but what's sort of your philosophy on how moms stay? Again, one of those words that's always thrown around, but balanced. I know, right? I, I think 
kind of two things. One, to me, balance really needs flexibility. So giving yourself that grace to know that honestly, from day to day, what that mix is might look totally different. So one day it might be more fulfilling to you to move your body more. And another day you're like, nope, I'm going to stretch and I'm going to meditate for 10 minutes or whatever it is. So I think having that um, more awareness to know what it is that's going to fill you up that day and make you feel the best that you can, I think is ideal. And I also think it's, um, you know, giving ourselves that grace and permission to, to kind of figure out what those things are that work for us and then letting go of the things that don't. And I know that does not come easy to me. <laughs> so <Amen>. I, <laughs> it yes. isn't, it's really hard. And I think in wellness too, like people, when I say people, I mean me. <laughs> so when, um, you know, you get caught up in all the things that you hear you should be doing and all the pieces that should be playing out. And I just love the idea of saying it's okay to let that go. It, honestly, I don't like doing it. It never hit with me. Let it go. And so um, I think that's just as important as finding the things that do work. I love that. Give me an example of something that a mom might just decide, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to give myself the permission to not worry about having that as part of my life or trying to always make sure this happens, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I think an easy one is working out because I think especially like maybe pre-kids or when you had one, it looks a certain way and you can achieve that and that feels good to you in that moment. Or, but two years down the line, it's totally different. Or even just your body has changed and the things that you enjoy doing or feel good to you are totally different. Like maybe you loved running five years ago and now you're like, every time I run, I feel terrible. Why do I keep doing this? <laughs> so, you know, I, and I honestly, running is always my go-to because for yeah. years and years I was like, well, if I'm going to be fit, I need to run because I'm in Oregon and everybody runs. Yeah. And then I was like, no, at the baseline, I hate running. I am not running. I'm never going to be a runner. Yeah. End of story. And then I was like, okay, I can find other things I like doing. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is kind of a funny example, which is not very relevant to like the average mom's um, struggles, but I'll just tell you a funny story really quick. My husband loves those electric scooters that are like everywhere, like in cities, yes. especially in like metro areas. Mm -hmm. And he will like come up with every excuse in the book to go ride one. Like, oh, I'm just going to go feed the parking meter when it like doesn't even need to be fed and like, <laughs> like take an electric scooter to go do that. And he has tried so hard to get me on board with electric scooters. And girl, like you've never seen something more awkward in your life. No, don't do it. <laughs> I'm on an electric scooter. Like I went to this conference. We went to a conference together in San Diego last year. It was um, a Brendan Burchard conference. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with him? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing, right? And I'm like dressed up in my <laughs> conference clothes, feeling just like on top of the world after this like business development conference. Yeah. And we went to go get lunch and he's like, hey, let's take scooters to lunch. And this was after many, many attempts to like try to get me to ride one. And I was like, oh, fine. Otherwise it was going to be like a 20 minute walk just to get lunch. Uh -huh. And I tried it and girl, I like hurt my ankle so bad. I ran into a car. It was such a bad <laughs> idea. And I was like, you know what, in this moment, I need to trust my gut more. I need to trust me. Like when I decide right. that I don't like something or mm -hmm. I, I just like 
decide I don't want to do something because it doesn't come natural to me, don't force me to do it. Totally. Totally. Stop asking. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Yeah. No, and I, I think that like, I've, scary. I've become more okay with the things that are just me. And I think that that comes with age too, is like the more you get to know yourself. But I love what you're saying about giving yourself permission and grace to, to let go of the, like the should, I call them shouldy thoughts, like S H O U L D Y shouldy thoughts. That's so funny. I literally did an entire blog on that last week. You did? (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I think it's such a big thing that we fight is all of everywhere around us, whether it's our friends or our family or, you know, the people around us, let alone like the media, social media, all of that is just feeding us all of this information and expectations that honestly don't serve so many of us. Absolutely. So tell me about your permission slips. So, you know, as as we are chatting today, we are in crazy times with quarantine, COVID, all the, all the things. So my, my concept behind this permission slip is, you know, what better time to give ourselves some grace and permission to prioritize ourselves and some ways to really be flexible in the space that we're in. Um, do you want me to kind of run through the three permission slips I was thinking of? Yeah, let's do it. Or however you want to, like, if you want to give some more context around, like, why you think more moms could benefit from these, um, sort of how you integrate these into your coaching with your clients, that sort of thing too. Yeah, definitely. So I think, you know, the giving ourselves permission can honestly be one of the biggest like gatekeepers to change because it can be very easy, almost easier as moms to prioritize everybody else. And especially whether it's career or our kids that are home all the time now, all of that. And it really wears on you. And so at some point we have to give ourselves the same permission and grace that we give to other people. And so even though it doesn't come naturally, I really think it's like the foundational element to making change that we want to have happen in our lives. Um, But a lot of times that does take flexibility and, and kind of adjust to the times we're in. So that's where I was coming at with this idea of giving ourselves permission because what worked pre-COVID could be very different than what works now. And so instead of beating ourselves up or like you said, not listening to kind of that gut instinct of like, maybe this is what I need or maybe this is what I need to let go of for now, you know, let's give ourselves that and see where that goes. I love that. And I'm specifically thinking of those of us who call ourselves all or nothing people, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. because I think that right now, especially like we're midway through the year and there's a lot of moms who are just like, I've just completely lost sight of what I wanted in 2020. Mm-hmm. And I'm like pretty much just like let go of all expectations for the year. And I mm-hmm. think that you're right. Like there, there's a really good midway point and that's where like holistic comes in like taking everything into perspective midway point being like i have goals i want to reach and dreams that i want to achieve and i'm not going to let go of that and lose sight of that while also letting go of the like nagging like well it should be this way yes i should have this much time i should be able to do all these things cuz i could do them 6 months ago like 6 months ago doesn't exist anymore yeah <laughs> 
you mentioned something earlier when we talked before the show, and that was about, and I don't know if this is one of your permission slips or if it was different, but about kind of shifting your approach to this, mm -hmm. right? Like, so it, whether that means like shifting your, um, your schedule or your mm -hmm. um, routines or your habits and like permission to do that. So get into that a little bit because I think yeah. a lot of us do get stuck on those. Well, oh, like I, you know, and, and I'm one to preach too, because I talk a lot about non-negotiables, like having non-negotiables in your life so that it doesn't, it's not easy to talk yourself out of doing something you know you need to do in order to get you to a certain place. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean you can't change those non-negotiables or take a look at them. So get into that a little bit more and how, yeah, how you I, do that. I love that. That's, that's so well said. Because I think that's what I think I love about the wellness space is coming up with those pieces that are non-negotiables to you. So you know, like at a core level, this is what serves me, but how that looks could really morph. So like one, one idea that comes to my mind is like morning routine. So to me, my morning routine is kind of my, honestly, it's my sacred time. So like in the beginning of quarantine, I kind of let it go. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like, we'll figure it out, but I'll give up my morning and just get up when the kids get up. But then it was only like a week of doing that when I realized, no, that is not it. I do not show up well when they wake me up and I need to be able to have that time to fill my cup, to do those things. And that to me is a non-negotiable. But what I would say is there were days definitely like early on, especially where I really shifted what that looked like. So to me, I, my morning routine, I get up at five and I have about two hours before anybody gets up. So I give myself that time and that's sort of my quiet space. I meditate, I create, I, I do things that fill me up. And there was a period of time in there where it was like, I wasn't able to get to paying our bills during the day and like really tedious, annoying things. But I had to shift that time and be like, okay, at the base of it, it's still quiet and it's still time by myself. And that is at the very core what I need. And then what I'm doing can shift because I'm still filling myself up with that quiet. Does that make sense? Yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, I can completely relate to the morning routine struggle too, because, um, mm -hmm. For the listeners who don't know, I just moved from California to Georgia. And of course, there's that three hour time difference in the wrong direction for me. <laughs> so, like when it's nine, it feels like six. When it's because back in California, I was getting up um, anywhere between like five and six on mm -hmm. my normal routine. And over here, um, if I got up that early, that's like an ungodly hour to get up yeah, out of bed. Totally. And I was really struggling with that when we first got here and I was beating myself up. Like, you know, and I, I thought to myself, okay, I'll adjust and it will get easier. But then it's like, like what you're saying, if you don't have your morning routine, like your whole day gets shifted yeah. and then it's like, all right, how do I make sure I'm in the right mindset? Even oh. when those days happen and they're not going according to plan and mm -hmm. like you have to kind of have like a fail safe for when that happens so like what's sort of your go-to 
fail safe for when like you're just having an off day. Yeah. I, I, I think it's so important to have that for sure. To me, you know, the most valuable resource we have is time. So, you know, probably you're not wanting to get up in the morning if you're tired or if you've had a hard night or a really long day the day before. So to me, the fallback would be just pair it back. You know, you used to love an hour, but 10 minutes might be enough to like pour your own cup of coffee and sit there for a couple minutes before anybody interrupts you and changes that. And just that act of not being woken up by somebody else and having just a tiny bit of time for yourself, I really think at a base level could really make a change without having to commit to something really grand. I'm really big on like tiny micro goals because I feel like whenever you can make it like almost laughably small, then it's the things you do. So if you wake up five minutes before other people, that might turn into 10 later or 15 minutes in another month. But if you were to start out with this grand idea of like two hours in the morning, and then when you don't do it the second day, you feel bad, you know, it's a really different approach. So I like to start super, super tiny and just kind of explore that and then feel those tiny wins along the way. Ooh, I love this. And what you said about micro goals made me think of like having, and this idea of having a fail safe is like, it's almost like I want to create like a ideal day in my Mm -hmm. mind and a paired back day. Like you're talking about, like, this is what a successful paired back day might look like. Mm -hmm. Even if I can't do my morning routine, like boom, 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 boom. Yep. And like you said, like you feel bad when you don't do it like several days in a row. Like I can completely relate to that feeling. Like Monday is always a perfect example, right? Because you prepare over the weekend <laughs> and you wake up Monday morning and you're like, you're all ready to go. Your clothes are laid out. Your, your day is planned out. And then like you had such a busy day on Monday that you kind of forgot to like plan for Tuesday. Yes. And so like also keeping in mind, I think baking in that backup plan for like a pared down day. I love that idea so much. Um, I sort of talked about that a little bit in my planner makeover course. I kind of had like a whole module on what to do when your day doesn't go as planned. Um, but like, that's why I, I like to promote actually plan to have planning time. If that makes sense, like Mm -hmm. schedule in some time to prepare for the next day. Otherwise, like, I don't know about you, but I wake up and I'm just like, hot mess if I don't know like what's what that day is gonna ideally look like or like I will always I agree I'm the same way like if I don't have kind of like just a couple things that are my top of mind like goals to work on I I don't love making like a super long to-do list I do because I like checking them off but I don't because I never get through them and I just keep adding things right right so I try and like combine it down to be like hey these three things I'd love to complete in the week And I find if I just kind of keep it broader like that, then I'm able to actually do it as opposed to trying to keep it like super specific and tiny just for the sake of saying I did it. (laughs) Yes. Amen. Okay. So one of your permission slips was, did we already, how many have we gone through so far? We kind of went through, we pretty much talked about shifting the morning routine. So that was my first one. Yeah. Okay. All right. What's the next one? The next one is repurposing time. So we kind of actually digged into that a little bit, but to me, repurposing time really means just using the time that you have and the responsibilities you have 
in the best way possible. So a pre-COVID example would be like if you were commuting to work and you're like, oh, I have all this time that I have to go commute to work and I don't really love the drive. How can I make that better? So, you know, if you've got time where you're driving to the office or time where you're driving kids somewhere, how can you make that more helpful? You know, can you really intentionally use that time to connect with your kids, to have a good conversation with them? If you're by yourself, maybe you love listening to podcasts, so you're able to those into that time, you arrive at work and you're like, great, I learned something in my 30 minute drive. Kind of repurposing that time to not just be the have to do, but filling yourself up somehow in that process. Ooh, that's good. Um, I have a client or I had a client. Um, we worked together for a solid three months and she had such a hard time with how to use her time in the evening because she mm -hmm. worked until like 6 p.m. and then had to get up so early the next morning. And so um, we work together to do exactly what you're talking about, repurposing time to kind of kill two birds with one stone. Exactly. Because so she really, really wanted to spend quality time with her son one-on-one. -on -one. She mm -hmm. wanted to spend quality time with her husband one-on-one. -on -one. She wanted some alone time. She needed to exercise after work because it was not going to happen during the day. And her morning was already filled up. And so I was like, okay, how do we make sure that we get all your needs met in this like short period of time? Yeah. And it was cool because she really wanted to encourage her family to start exercising and start getting healthier too. And so she just invited them to join her. Yeah. And it's so funny. That was going to be my idea when you said that. <laughs> family affair. So she's having her exercise. She's, mm -hmm. um, spending time with her husband and her son. And what was really cool is that um, after that, she actually put them to work to kind of work on some chores around the house. Um, not in like a dictator kind of way, but kind of like, right. hey, it would really help out the family if like we could, we, I'm using mm -hmm. air quotes, could <laughs> get this done. And while they were doing that, when they're kind of straightening up the house and taking care of the dog or whatever, she would have alone time. Just... Yeah doing yeah. working on whatever she wanted to do that was fun for her. And mm -hmm. that's another thing is like, we just don't have enough fun as moms. Like totally. How do we do, how do we have more fun? We just lose touch of what that even is. Like what did you <laughs> enjoy doing when you actually had time to go do it by yourself? You know? Yeah. Like let's stop pretending that doing dishes is fun. Like I love the mindset of like, we can have fun doing no matter what we're doing, but like we really do need to. And again, there's that need to, but I'm sure we all want to yeah. start having more fun doing something that we truly, truly enjoy. I mean, while we're talking about that really quick, I wanted to ask you what you do for fun. Cause we kind of talked about that a little bit before we started recording too, is mm -hmm. like incorporating more fun in our lives and having, giving permission to do that. Um, yeah. I think that's part of one of your permission slips. So mm -hmm. So yeah, I'll, I'll let you get into it more, but I want to know like what you do for fun. You know, I, I find that the time is limited and obviously like in the space we're in, especially it is limited. It used to be literally going to get my nails done. Like that was it, but I gave it to myself twice, twice a month and I got to go do that. And it just, it filled me up. It was when nobody else was around me, nobody else would talk to me and I could just go do that. So I've lost that. And so, um, you know, honestly, it's working out. And so to me, that just 
I know that I will show up totally differently as soon as I do that. And so I don't do it every day, but I do, it is something that I know my body craves and needs. And so I do put in my headphones, I hop on my Peloton and I go. And so when I'm done and you know, it's nice because I think we can also set those boundaries with our kids too. Like, in the beginning, I wouldn't wear headphones and they'd like dance behind me and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, that's cute. And then I was like, this is kind of obnoxious. Like I'm not getting to disconnect at all. And so then I was like, no, no, you guys go downstairs. You can come up when I'm done and I'll play the music for you and you can do it then. But, um, you know, they just want to be a part of what we're doing. And so um, I think that's one of the hardest things of the time we've been in is there is no separation. <laughs> But we just don't have it. So I think, um, you know, anywhere that you can find something small that fills you up, whether it's like taking a walk around the block with a neighbor, like I I actually did that in quarantine. I've met people I did not know lived around me for 10 years. We'll go for walks together. So, you know, you kind of have to search a little bit, I I think too, and get a little bit creative with it. But um, it's, definitely worth doing. And I think again, like stripping away the all or nothing and being like, you know what, actually, if I did this for 15 minutes, I can definitely ask for 15 minutes and go make that happen. And so many times I think so many of our spouses or family or whoever it is will a hundred percent step in and help support that. But we do have to take like the uncomfortable step of asking. So again, that. Well, you mentioned earlier about how it's actually it's easier for us to just kind of indulge our own kind of guilt, right? Like Mm -hmm. guilt over, well, I'm not going to do this because it puts a burden on my family or I'm not going to do this because there are other priorities in my family. And we're always thinking about, I mean, God bless us. Like we're always thinking about others. Um, It's so much harder. Like why is it so hard to, to be selfish a little bit, like five minutes a day. Like why it's is not, that? And that's not even actually selfish, but we right? all think it is. Right? <laughs> yeah. It, I, I don't know. I just think it's a lot of social conditioning and it's what we kind of see or perceive from all the people around us. Like we always just guess that nobody else has time. Nobody else, you know, would want to go do those things. But then I find so many times if you do like, reach out to somebody to be like, Hey, you know, this Saturday, do you want to sit outside and have a drink on the patio together? And they'll be like, yeah, I had absolutely nothing going on. Let's do that. You know, but it it takes that forward thinking, which can be kind of uncomfortable sometimes to ask too. You think you're, then you think you're burdening somebody else too. Yeah, totally. But at the end of the day, like that person is probably just on cloud nine that you invited them to participate in something fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what's your third permission slip? Um, Kind of along those lines is really just to allow yourself to feel the feelings, to feel the feelings of the times that we're in. And, you know, more than ever, I think it's, it's really invaluable for us to allow ourselves to do that, you know, and it can be a roller coaster. I heard, I heard it referred to as a Corona coaster the other day. I was like, that's perfect. I love that. Good one. (laughs) So, you know, just giving ourselves the, permission to feel whatever feelings are bubbling up for us. And I I do find, at least for myself, I'm a pretty like even keel person most of the time, but it has been more of a roller coaster than I'm used to. And that can be hard to get used to and hard to figure out what to do with, you know? And I just find if you can be present in the moment and feel 
okay with the fact that today, you know what, I'm super grateful for where we're at. And here's the things that I feel good about. And then the next day you're like, today is just hard. Today is just hard. And I don't know what to do with it. But I hope that tomorrow is different, you know, and all the spectrum in between. So just giving yourself that that ability and that freedom to just embrace the feelings as they are and be present to them and, and not just try and change them right away. That's always my, like, I want to get back to baseline. Like, let's go back there, but it's okay to feel that roller coaster of it. Amen. What you're saying about feeling the feels is so beautiful because on a roller coaster, since you mentioned roller coasters, there's ups, mm -hmm. there's downs, and there's so much beauty to be, seen during even the most like insane year that we've ever had which yeah. i mean arguably is this year yeah there's just like so many layers of insanity in 2020 right now right and they're like like a what's the old saying about you know a clam makes a pearl with the sand the grit of a mm -hmm. sand and that's what i always think about i know it's so cliche but i just oh, keep going sure. back to like our messiest days have the ability to make us further along in our personal growth, our personal development, in our closeness with our family, with our appreciation of the world around us and like all of the blessings that we have. And, and like I said, there's just can be so much beauty in the chaos of not just what we're going through right now, but like motherhood. I mean, look at just motherhood on a normal year right. is so messy and so i love what you're saying about just like embracing the ups and downs and those big feelings that can come up um how do you do it how do you navigate the really bad days when you're just like having trouble with your mindset I've gotten better about not just trying to change it. Like I said, so my, my instinct is like, must do something to change this. This doesn't feel good. I want to change it. And so I've gotten better with being like, okay, I'm going to sit in it and figure out like, is this trying to lead me in another direction? And, and also I've gotten a lot better at asking for help. That does not come easy to me. I am a total hero complex or something like that by nature. Like I want to be able to do it all. And I believe I can, which is very bizarre, but I do. And so, um, my realization to step back and be like, I both don't have to do that and I can't do that. So I need to let that go. Um, so my asking for help has definitely been better. Like, so in this time, my husband lost his job and I was like, well, you know, this could have gone a lot of different ways. Now I ask him to do all the grocery shopping and he's painting the walls this week and all these things. And I was like, you know what, let's make the most of this. Like, let's really yeah. nurse him for all he's got around here. Let's ride so that roller coaster. You can, you can find those things. I, I think those are kind of the main, the main ways that I go about it is just trying to allow myself that ability to be present with it, sit with it and kind of see what that is. And then also just really ask, ask for help. And I think that yeah. is the only way that, that I've gotten through it. I asked my parents for help with our kids because I can't work. He can't do all of his stuff and, and we can watch the kids every single moment of every single day. Plus they would be very grumpy. So they need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And as you're talking about, kind of, you know, this idea of delegating and asking for help, it makes me think of a CEO. And I'm about to do a, a podcast episode on this. Um, 
I haven't released it yet, but by the time this one comes out, it'll already be released, but about really stepping into that CEO role in your family. Mm -hmm. And when you think about a CEO or anyone at a, you know, executive level in a company, they're not doing everything on their own. They're delegating like crazy because they value their energy, they value their role, they value what they bring to the company, and they really understand how important they are to the company. So they respect that, right? Yeah. And, and so basically, like as moms, we are the CEO of the, our family, we are the queen of our family, the leader of our family, how, whatever role title you want to put on us. But if we are trying to do everything ourselves, we're just, we're not going to be able to, to show up in like a really effective way in all these things we're trying to do. And, you know, that's such a good, I was going to mention it earlier. That's such a good um, circle back. Like when you were talking about chores and things like that and trying to figure out how that works, you know, I think even like depending on the age of your kids, giving, giving them more responsibility. Cause I know we didn't really at five and eight, like we really didn't give them anything that they had to do other than like making their beds or very simple things. And now it's like, well, weekends on Saturday mornings, we all pitch in and clean the house. So like we have one vacuuming, we've got one like doing mirrors and windows and stuff. And so, and frankly, they like having a task. And so I think that was really eye opening to a, we can all come together as a family and like, this can be something we do together. I don't love doing it. They don't love doing it, but I do enjoy that we came together as a little team. And so that's kind of awesome. And just to see them step up and help too. I think so many times, like I just figured, Oh, they don't want to do that. They won't do that. The bickering isn't worth it. I, I just won't do it. And then really like the more that we kind of asked and set the bar just a little bit higher, they really surprised me in what they could do and would do. So, yeah. um, you know, a lot of it comes down to necessity. <laughs> <laughs> just don't let them know that. Just let them know that it's a game and it's all for fun. <laughs> <laughs> they get their pluses on the board. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Um, totally. My girls, same thing. Um, their room has a, they're sharing a room now because we are temporarily living in a smaller place because when we moved out to Georgia, it was just not a good time to buy, right? So it was like just a couple months ago. And so we're like, all right, let's just get a townhome. We severely downsized. The girls used to have a playroom and they did share a room before, but they didn't share a room with like their toys. Uh-huh. We put that very separate and now everything's together. So anyways, their tendency now is to go in and play and they will play for hours in their room and it is so cool. And I'll open the door and it'll be like literally like a nuclear bomb went off and yes. it's, and no, it's just as overwhelming for them to clean it up as it is for me to look at it. Mm-hmm. Girl, like we came up, well, I have to give my mom all the credit because we came up with a solution one night uh, while I was still pregnant. So this was just after we moved here. I um, let my younger daughter get in bed with me and we fell asleep early. My oldest daughter, who's six, stayed up until like midnight, which I didn't even know talking to my mom on the phone who's back in California. So she's three hours. She was talking to my mom. My, do you know what my mom was doing? Coaching her on how to clean her room. She was like, okay, so let me see. Let's do this like category by category. All right, let's start by making a bed and then we'll put the Legos away and then we'll put this away and then we'll clear, you know, put your clothes away. And she coached her and I couldn't believe it. Like with my own eyes, it was wow. so cool. And she just, got so much joy out of 
and talk about repurposing time, like doing something that made her feel good while also spending time with grandma. Totally. That's so true. And sometimes it does just take somebody else giving that direction too. I mean, it really does. Like sometimes it's even dad versus mom or, Mm -hmm. you know, or just giving the two kids a task and being like, figure it out. And or the older one could be a leader and kind of direct the show and help the younger. Naturally, one. the older one is always the leader. <laughs> right. right. Um, so if all you listeners would like to send this podcast episode to your parents to get your grandparents involved, feel free. I'm sure they would love to. You just make sure that they know how to use FaceTime. It's <laughs> perfect. So those three permission slips, will you briefly just kind of um, go over again what they are and why you think moms need this? Yes, I would be happy to. So um, permission slip number one is to shift your morning routine. Give yourself flexibility for what that should look like. Um, Repurpose your time. Find ways to have joy and fill your own cup in your day. And lastly, to just feel the feelings. It's okay to be present and it's okay to be uncomfortable. We all are right now. So give yourself permission, give yourself flexibility and, um, you know, we're all going to get through it together. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that's going to look different for everyone, but it's like at the end of the day, do what you need to do mm-hmm. and, you know, let go of the, it needs to be this way. I never intended to start recording the podcast with my son Atlas with me, Mm -hmm. but it's like, you just do what you need to do. And at the end of the day, like you make it work. And I think that that's what us moms are so freaking good at is just making it work, whatever that looks like. Yep. And just being a little bit fearless in trying that because that's yes. kind of like the scariest part. But if you just give yourself that okay to be like, okay, I'm going to take that one first step and then see where it goes. And then maybe you start record- recording a podcast that you love or whatever, wherever it takes you. But, um, you know, feeling that uncomfortableness is, is okay sometimes too. Yes. I'm so glad that you said that because it does take a lot of bravery to, to try something new knowing that um, this might have like you know, a consequence or an effect that I don't want. For example, um, the first time that I brought Atlas with me onto the show, I asked my husband in advance, I was like, you know what, do you think that it's unprofessional? I was worried about being professional with moms. Like who cares? Like we're all in the same boat. And he was so sweet and reassuring. He's like, oh my gosh, no, like everyone's at home with their kids right now. Like it's pretty much understood that everybody's working from home and like might have a kid run through the back of the screen. Uh-huh. In fact, I was even going to tell you, but I forgot to mention at the beginning is like, Hey, Chris, if your kids happen to like come in the room or they need you, just don't even worry. Like, just be like, Oh, hang on. You know, I got to make sure that they're not killing themselves off the top of the dresser or something. That would totally Thankfully, we're on grandparent day. So we're good yes. today. Otherwise they would be popping their little heads up behind that half wall. I would love that. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to have a follow-up show and invite them along too. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and really bringing all of this just uh, sigh of relief to the moms who are listening who maybe are a little bit too hard on themselves sometimes or think that everything needs to be a certain way when really at the end of the day, you call the shots on your life, right? Like we're, mm-hmm. we're all, like you said, figuring it out as we go and there is no right way to do anything. It's just you know, doing what works for you. Um, is there anything else that you want to leave with 
your fellow mamas today? Um, I do have a little follow on to this conversation. I have five steps to help reverse burnout, which Ooh, good one. I feel like we could all use right now. So yes. if anybody wants to grab that, it's super easy, tangible, tiny steps that you can do starting today. And you can grab that at deconstructingwellness.com slash motivation. Awesome. Thank you. That's super valuable. And thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Chris Rice of Deconstructing Wellness. Be sure to go grab Chris's free five steps to reversing burnout. The link will be right there in the show notes. Also connect with us on Instagram. You can find Chris on Instagram as at Deconstructing Wellness. And you can find me as always at Sarah Munder. Thanks for listening today. Thanks for working on yourself because when you work on yourself, you are helping to make the world around you, your family, your community, all a better place. Believe it and keep going. Now go out there, take charge of your day, be beautiful, powerful, and incredible mama. Talk soon.